today I want to talk to you about surviving life storms. How many of you ever been through a storm? How many of you lying right now? You know, if you live in southwest Louisiana, you've been through a storm, right? Yeah, you know, growing up in, 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 in south Louisiana, you, you got to go through storms because they come all the time. Amen. And I remember, you know, I remember as a child uh, going through a storm, a hurricane. And uh, I, I don't remember exactly which one it was. I don't remember exactly how old I was, but I, rem- I can almost smell the time. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And we decided we were just going to, which we did all the time. We always rode the storms out. And, and I think my dad was overseas playing music or something during this particular storm. And, and uh, I remember the storm got really bad. And uh, we were really concerned. In fact, my mom said, you know, we really need to go to the shelter. Well, the storm is, we're in the middle of the storm. And so we got in the car and we left to go to the shelter, which is Abbeville High School. And so we're in Erath, we're going to Abbeville. And I remember driving down the road and the winds and the rain is coming down. The car is shaking and, and you know, I was wondering whether we were going to survive the storm. You ever been there where you were wondering whether you would survive the storm? Now, I'm here, so we survived. Amen? But listen, sometimes like, um, like natural storms, sometimes we don't know whether we're going to survive the storms that we go through. But how many of you know you could survive? Amen? And I found out that the greatest storms are not necessarily the physical storms. The greatest storms are those internal storms. Those those storms that hit us on the inside. And so today I want to talk about about surviving the storms of life. And in Mark chapter 4 is a great story of Jesus' disciples that were in a major storm in their life and how Jesus came to their aid and helped them get through that storm. In Mark chapter 4, in verse 35, On that day, when evening came, he said to them, Let's go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd, they took him along with them in the boat, just as he he was, and other boats were with him. And there arose a fierce gale of wind, and the waves were breaking over the boat so much that the boat was already filling up. You ever felt like your boat was filling up? Verse 38, Jesus himself was in the stern asleep on the cushion. And they woke him up and they said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he got up and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Hush, be still. And the wind died down and it became perfectly calm. And he said to them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? And they became very much afraid and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? This is a great story that has a tremendous message of hope and encouragement. This is a story of how Jesus miraculously delivers his disciples from a tremendous personal storm that they're going through. It's a story about How we can make it through life storms. Amen. Jesus tells this story. This story is recorded in the Bible for our benefit. So that we can be encouraged. Amen. 
How many of you know that everybody experiences storms in life? Everybody does. Jesus said in John 16, verse 33, These things I've spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. Jesus said, in the world you will have tribulation. Everybody experiences storms. Amen? Somebody said, you know what? Everybody is either in a storm, just came out of a storm, are about to go in a storm. Everybody experiences storms. Amen? And so listen, you can't escape. So the question is, what do you do whenever you go through them? What do you do when you go through a personal storm? What's a personal storm? Well, it's, it can be identified as an experience in life that causes you to experience tremendous amounts of stress, fear, anxiety, and turmoil. You ever been there? A storm is something that totally disturbs and robs your normal state of peace and tranquility. You know, it's amazing that even as children, they experience storms. You know, when babies kind of learn the ropes and learn, you know, the boundaries, they experience storms, don't they? But you know, there are different kinds of storms. James 1 and, and verse 2 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds. How many of you know there are many kinds of storms? They're different. They're, they're circumstantial storms. In, in, uh, in Proverbs 127, it says, When calamity overtakes you like a storm, when disaster sweeps over you like a whirlwind, when distress and, tr- and trouble overwhelm you. This is talking about those circumstances and those situations in life. How many of you had one of those days where it seemed like everything went wrong? You ever been there? How many of you ever been overwhelmed with with circumstances? It seems like everything can go wrong. The dog that you've been feeding all your life that has been your best friend bites you. That's a bad day, isn't it? And so, you know, this happens. You know, this, these kinds of things happen, these circumstantial storms. You know, just looking around today, and I think about, you know, just knowing some of you long enough to know the storms that you've been through. My goodness, I mean, their circumstances can just really rock your world, can sweep over you, can overwhelm you, can smother you. Circumstances can change in a hurry, can't they? Remember Job? Job was in a circumstantial storm. Remember that? He lost his form. He lost his family. He lost his health. I mean, things were not going good for Job. And then there is relational storms. You know, when you experience conflict or strain or breakup, you know, some of you in this room, you've been through that kind of storm before. And you know, I don't know, but you know, sometimes relational storms can be the worst kind. They can be the strongest and the hardest. You know, whenever a husband and wife are in conflict, whenever, whenever parents and children are, are fighting and tugging, whenever you're dealing with a, with a, a hard-to-deal-with co-worker, when a friend that you've been friends with for years, all of a sudden you got this major turmoil going on in your friendship, relational storms. There are many, many people in Lafayette today that are in major relational storms. And you know, Psalm 102 in verse 7, the psalmist said, I lie awake, 
I have become like a lonely bird on a housetop. My enemies have reproached me all day long. Those who deride me have used my name as a curse. He was having a relational storm. And you know, the thing about it is some of the most damaging and hurtful storms in life are those that are connected to and related to relational storms. How many of you have been through those? How many of you have been with people that have been through those? Those are tough. But is it, is it true that many times the journey of life brings you right in the middle of a relational storm? Isn't that true? I mean, I wish it wasn't so, but unfortunately, that's the way life is. And then there's emotional storms. These are the hidden internal storms that you can't really see. You know, people may have a smile on their face, but inside the wind is blowing. And the waves are rocking and filling up the boat. The psalmist said... In verse, in Psalm 88, 3, for my soul is full of trouble. My life draws near the grave. You know, sometimes we're filled with fear. It's a storm. Sometimes we're overcome by guilt. The enemy tempts us. We do what we're not supposed to. And then we're overcome with guilt. Sometimes we're enraged with anger. We don't want it. We don't like it. But it's like, it's, it's like this volcano that all of a sudden erupts, erupts in our life and something comes out of us and we're totally beside ourselves in how we reacted. Come on, how many of you have ever been there? Don't lie in church today. How many of you have been there? But sometimes we're troubled with bitterness, with envy, with strife, with, with jealousy. We're weighed down with discouragement and depression. It's a storm. And nobody might ever know that you're in a storm. It's not so visible like a hurricane coming down the Gulf of Mexico. But there are people every day that come to church and they're in a relational or they're in an emotional or they're in a circumstantial storm. And then there are the physical storms. You know, one phone call from a doctor can send you into a storm. How many of y'all been there? Storms brought on by your physical health. And you know, unfortunately, as good as you eat, as much as you would want to exercise, they got this thing called the fallen world, this thing called sin's effect on the world, and we're all going the same way. And unfortunately, when you live your life, you can be, you could be healthy one moment and the next moment be in a physical storm of your life. Psalm 38, 6, David said, I've bowed down and brought ver- been brought very low all day long ago about morning. My back is filled with searing pain. There is no health in my body. Ever had back pain? You know, thank God I've been a you know, fairly healthy guy, but I've been around close. Man, whenever you got back pain, but it's not just back pain. You know, I found out if my big toe is swollen, I'm struggling. Come on, how many of you been there? You ever hit your toe on the bedpost? Been walking in the middle of the night with no lights on and your little toe sticks out where it's not supposed to? Amen. And all of a sudden a hurricane hits your life. Physical pain. But whether, whether you're in a circumstantial, relational, emotional, or physical storm, just remember, you're not alone. Because everybody experiences personal storms. Everybody does. Let me just share a couple of truths about storms. Number one is that four truths you need to know about storms. Storms are unpredictable. (laughs) I know you never knew that. 
But you know what? You know, Matthew 8, 24 says, And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. You know, I like the way the NIV says, Without warning, a furious storm came up on the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. You know, here they were paddling along in the lake. I mean, the, the, places, the lake was probably slick, calm, and they were just singing kumbaya, everything was great, and all suddenly, suddenly the storm hit. And you know what? You can be enjoying a beautiful, peaceful, calm life. Suddenly the clouds roll in. How many of you ever been there? Listen, if you've ever boated, you know how quickly a storm can hit. Come on, how many of you have been there? I know Brother Francis has been there. You know, he was telling me about a storm that he went through. He couldn't find land anymore. Suddenly a storm can hit. You know, Tanya and I, whenever we first got married, we were in this little bitty, little bitty narrow boat. We were fishing. We were on Toledo Bend, man. Everything was cool. We were catching fish, man. Everything was great. And before we knew it, you know, it went to bright, sunshiny day to overcast, which didn't get us off of the fishing hole. We're catching some fish, you know. And the next thing you know, it got kind of a little breezy. And so we looked at each other and we said, we better get out of here. And we could see the land. We weren't far out. And before we could get to land, Toledo Bend turned into some kind of crazy place. And I'm telling you, we barely made it in. But you know, listen, sometimes... That's how storms hit your life. They're sudden. A phone call from the doctor. The boss calling you to the office and said, we're downsizing. You know, some information you get from a child. Choices, people that you don't have control over. The choices they make can throw you into the storm. You know what I know about storms? The storms are unpredictable. You never know when they're going to hit you. So you can't wait till you're in the middle of a storm to get ready for them. I didn't get enough amen there, so I'm going to say it again. You can't wait till you're in the middle of a storm to get ready for them. You know they're coming, they're unpredictable, so you got to learn to live your life ready for the storm. Amen. That's better. So number two, second truth about storms is number two, storms are impartial. Matthew 5.45 says, He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good. He sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. So, you know, in other words, storms happen to good people and bad people. You know, sometimes that catches us off guard. Well, man, I went to church today and my car broke down. How could that be? Well, storms happen to good people and bad people. Storms happen to rich people and poor people. Isn't that true? You know, last year, whenever Tanya and I were in uh, Indonesia, uh, the guy that was helping us set up the, the trip... You know, he said, listen, I, I got a lunch for you. And I'd, been, I'd done one lunch. I thought it was a men's luncheon. And, and he brings me to this high-rise building. And there's a chapel service in the middle of the building. And it's, uh, it's, it's for this uh, Chinese or Korean family that has been very... These are billionaires, you know. And, and so they're sitting there on the front row. And I'm teaching how to get through trials in life. And I'm thinking, these people never... They don't know what a trial is. They could buy their way out of a trial. You know, and they just stand in there, just listening to me, and I'm doing my best. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, why you didn't tell me that I was going to be preaching to these billionaires? You know? So after I got done, the guy says, listen, uh, Pastor Todd will be here to pray for anybody. Well, some of the billionaires came up. 
And they said, would you pray for me? I said, well, sure. What's going on? And it was a young couple. And they said, well, we just had a miscarriage. And we've been having trouble getting pregnant. And you know what I realized? You can have so much money, you can choke a mule. But you know what? You still got storms. You still got problems. Amen? You can be living your life as holy and as godly, but it doesn't mean you're not going to go through storms. Amen? That's why the Scripture says it rains on the just and the unjust, the righteous and the unrighteous. Amen? Listen, the disciples ended up in a storm and they were doing what God told them to do. Have you ever been there? You're trying to do the will of God. You're trying to live for God and a storm comes. Sometimes that can mess you up. Because in, in some way we think that if, if we just do the will of God, that we can escape storms. Well, I'm here to tell you that storms are impartial. You cannot predict when they come and they visit everybody, whether you're doing the will of God or not. Amen? 1 Peter 4.12 says, Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you're going through as if something strange were happening to you. And so being a Christian doesn't exempt you from the storms of life. Sometimes it causes you to go through more storms in life. But can I encourage you, if you read the rest of 1 Peter 4, you're going to see that when you go through storms of life, you can expect the glory of God to be on you. The blessing of God to be on you. The anointing of God to be on you. The hand of God. You don't serve God and make it and, and go through storms without God giving you something in the midst of it. Amen? That's the good news. That's the difference. Truth number three is storms are revealing. Storms reveal things sometimes that we don't want to know about. They have a way of revealing what's really deep down inside of us. Sometimes we got stuff going on inside of us and we, we just kind of learn how to just keep it down there. But a storm will cause it to come up. Remember in Mark chapter 4 and verse 38, Jesus was was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him up and they said to him, Teacher, don't you care that we are perishing? You know, sometimes you got to let your imagination think about it sometimes. I don't think they just said it. The boat is filling up with water, right? They turn around and Jesus has got his head on the cushion and he's sleeping. He's asleep. He might be snoring. And they look around and they say, What are you doing? You got us in this mess anyway. You told us to get in this boat and we're about to sink. And here you are sleeping. And they say to him in this passage of scripture, they say, teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? I think they had some attitude behind that. Don't you? I think there was a whole lot of attitude. How many of you know you could say something that, that seems like a nice statement, but the attitude behind it makes it a totally different. I think they said, hey... We drown in here, man. Don't you care about us? And I think what happened that day was something on the inside of them surfaced. The storm revealed an attitude that was down on the inside of them. The attitude was a total lack of faith. They said they loved him. They said they believed in him. They said they trusted him. They were following him. But when the storm hit, when the storm hit, they began to question the one that they were supposed to be trusting in and relying on. Sometimes we think we are doing great spiritually until the storm hits. 
And then when the storm hits, we find out we're not as spiritual as we thought we were. Come on, y'all help me preach this morning. I'm not as great a man of God as I thought I was. Come on, y'all help me. Is that true? The fires, the fire of trials and tribulations sometimes reveals the weakness of our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. James chapter 1 and 2, 4. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Listen, trials and tribulations, storms reveal what's inside of us. But we need to remember that if we keep our attitude right through our trials, nothing will strengthen us and nothing will make us strong to make it through life like whenever we keep our attitude right in the middle of the storm. Amen. Listen, our faith doesn't grow when we sit in a hammock underneath a shade tree drinking lemonade. Our faith grows when we go through the toughest times of life. That's when our faith grows. Amen. So we need to get our attitude right and not start murmuring and complaining. And listen, we don't do it towards the Lord. We do it to everybody else. But ultimately, it always ends up that who we really upset with is the Lord. Amen? So we need to keep our attitude right so we can get the full benefit of what we're going through. Truth number four, storms are not final. They're not final. You can make it through the storm. You can get through the storm. It's not the end of the story. It's not the finality of it. And that's what the enemy would like for us to believe. He would like for us to believe that what we go through or what we're going through is the end. That we'll never recoup. We'll never regain our footing. We'll never go forward in our life. But that's a lie straight from the pit of hell. That's what the devil would make you want to believe. But listen, if you're in the middle of a great storm right now, you need to be encouraged that you can make it through this storm. Amen? Jesus that hung on the cross for you, he did everything he needed to do so that you could make it through your storm. Listen to what he says in John 16, 33. Jesus said, these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world, you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. In other words, he's saying, be hopeful, be encouraged, be strong, have faith. I'm going to take you through this. Amen. Listen, you're going to go through storms, but listen, don't forget this part. I'm going to get you through the storms. The enemy would try to make us feel like that God don't care for us, that we're not going to make it, but we need to be reminded that God is going to take us through the storm. Amen. You're going to get through the other side. Praise the Lord. Are y'all with me out there? Listen, you're in the, you might be in the middle of a storm right now. I want to tell you, you're going to get through this. You're going to make it. See, the enemy, what he tries to do is tries to weaken you. He tries to discourage you. He tries to, you know, when you're in the middle of the storm, all you can see is the wind and the waves. And you can be just so, you know, the storm is not really the problem. It's how we, how we react to the storm that's really the problem. Amen? And so the last thing we need to do is throw Jesus out of the boat in the storm. Come on now. You know what that means? You give up on your faith. You give up trusting God. Say, I'm going to sink anyway. I'm throwing you out. I'm throwing you out of my heart. I'm going to quit reading my Bible. I'm going to quit going to church. 
I'm quit living a godly life. I'm throwing it away. That's the last thing you want to do. It's the last thing you want to do. Amen. You need him in your boat. You need him in your boat to get through the storm. Amen. So how do you get through a personal storm? Three, three keys, I think. Number one is you got to hold on to God's promises. You know, listen, before the disciples got into the boat, Jesus said, hey, hey, guys, get into the boat. Let's go to the other side. He said, let's go to the other side. Listen, before the disciples got in the boat, they had a promise they were going to the other side. That's what Mark 4, 35 says. On that day when evening came, he said to them, let's go over to the other side. What was that? That was a promise from the Lord. It was a promise that that's where they were going. They were going over to the other side. Now, the disciples have a choice to make. Are they going to focus on their circumstances and situations? Are they going to focus on the word they got from the Lord? You know what? It's the same with you and I. When we go through a storm, our natural tendency is to hold on to the side of the boat and watch these waves that got faces on them with, with sharp teeth, like a pit bull or something, look at us in the face and growl at us and say, I'm about to take you down. We had a choice. We can hold on to the side of the boat, of the boat look at the winds and the waves and panic or... We can look at the promise of God and say, no, these waves are not going to take me down. I'm going to the other side. Amen. How do you get through storms? You look at the promises of God. You hold on to the promises of God. Here's the point. If you're going to get through your storm, you have a choice to make. If you keep looking at the person that's causing you the storm, if you keep looking at the circumstance that's causing you the storm, If you look at the situation that's causing you the storm, you're going to get weakened and you're going to feel like you're sinking. But if you get your eyes and your focus off the winds and the waves and you get you a good scripture, a good promise from God, and you hold on to that and you focus on that and you look at that, you're not going to sink. You're going to get over to the other side. Amen. Notice what changed the storm. In Mark 4.39 it says, And he got up and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Hush, be still. And the wind died down and it became perfectly calm. So listen, it was the Lord's spoken word. He said to the wind, Stop that. Paraphrase version. Stop that foolishness. And all of a sudden, the wind said, Okay. It surrendered. And it's the Lord's spoken word that'll calm your storm. When those circumstances are howling and screaming at you, God can speak to them and say, stop that. Amen? Some of you mamas know what that means. Stop that. You've said that a few times, right? But listen, the Lord says, listen, next time the enemy tells you you're going to sink, stop that. Don't listen to that word. Amen? Listen to the word of God. Remember God's promises. Listen to this, Psalm 34, 19. Listen, write this verse down. Highlight this verse. Put this on an index card. Put it in your pocket. Put it next to your bed stool. Something. Listen to this, 39, 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of some of them. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, And the Lord delivers us out of all the problems except some. They they will take you down. No, he says, out of all of them. 
All of them, amen? All of them. All means all. When you break that word down, you still get to all. Everything. Say two. Everything right there. And so the Lord promises we're going to get to the other side. Listen to this. Isaiah 43, 2. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. Verse 5. Do not be afraid. I am with you. Amen. That's a good word right there, huh? So when you go through the storm of life, we have a choice to make. It takes discipline. To not allow the screaming winds and the waves to totally grab our attention and take our attention. But you know what? We need to quit looking at the winds and the waves. The best thing the disciples could have did, I think, was just close their eyes. Right? And quit looking at what was going on. But listen, when the, wind, when the water is, is hitting you in the feet and all of a sudden you got you, your, your feet are in the water, it doesn't look promising. But listen, the Word of God... You know what? Listen, God told the sand, hold the seas back. And the sand has been holding the seas back ever since. I mean, listen, the, the oceans get crazy during a hurricane. But you know what? They might jump over the sand for a little while, but the sand says, come back. Come back. You got to get back where you belong. Why? Because God spoke to the sand and said, hold the seas back. And the seas has to obey the sand. Amen. It was a great sermon. I hadn't heard it in a long time. Uh, John Osteen preached a sermon, The Grains of Sand, and he talked about the Word of God. The Word of God, man, is so powerful. Come on, are y'all with me out there? The Word of God has the ability to change a storm and, and calm it down in a New York second. Amen. Second key to surviving live storms is you've got to rest in God's presence. Ever felt alone? When you go through storms, you know, that's the enemy. The enemy will try to get us introverted. I mean, you got to go through this by yourself. Nobody cares. Nobody, nobody knows. And, and the enemy will try to get you totally introverted, make you feel like you're all by yourself, that you're in this world all alone. But that's not true. That's not true. Jesus said, I'm going to be with you. You're not going to go through it by yourself. Amen. Many times we feel lonely. We feel all alone. and We feel nobody cares. And that's part of what makes storms so terrible. But the Bible says in Mark 4.38, Jesus himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they were with him. And they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Jesus himself was in the boat. Let me ask you a question. Did Jesus care for them? Was Jesus aware of where they were and what they were going through? Did he abandon ship when they were in the storm? No, he was there. He was with them. He was there in the boat. But they felt all alone. And so let's remember during a storm that Jesus will never leave us, never forsake us. That he knows where we are. But just because we can't grab him, we can't touch him, 
Listen, the way that you know that you're not alone is through your faith. It's to know the God that you serve is a great God, a good God. Why would he abandon us when we're going through the most difficult times of life? Is that the God that we read about in the Bible? Is that the God that we learn about in the scripture? No, a thousand times no. If he would give his only son to die on the cross, he's not about to jump out of the boat when our ship is about to sink. Amen. He's going to be with us. Isaiah 43, 2 says, when you go through the deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through the rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. Why? Because he's with us. He's with us through those times. Amen. He's with us. How many of you know that he's with you? Listen what verse 10 says. Isaiah 41, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. We can count on the Lord. We can count on the Lord. I don't know if you heard me yet. We can count on the Lord. Come on, believers, children of God, people of God, we can count on the Lord. Amen. We can count on Him. Amen. Hebrews 13 Five says, I will never leave thee, never forsake thee. That's the promise of God. The key to remembering you're not alone is remember that the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. Somebody in this room today needs to hear this. Because you think nobody else in the world knows what you're going through. And I'm here to tell you that whenever you lose a hair on your head, the Lord knows it fell off. And he knows exactly where you are and what you're going through. And he's, he's with you while you go through this storm. Amen? And key number three to surviving live storms is you've got to tap into God's presence. To survive live storms, we must never forget that God has the ability to calm the storm in a minute, in a second, instantaneously. And that's what Mark 4.39, he says... The Bible says that he got up and he rebuked the wind and the sea and said, hush, be still. And the wind died down and it became perfectly calm. And verse 41 says, the disciples, they became much afraid and they said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now, how many of you believe that the Lord speaks to the wind and the waves? Remember, Jesus has the ability to calm any storm. He has the ability to stop its its forward momentum in your life. He has the ability to strip all the power out of it. Even before the circumstances change, you can have victory over the storm. Amen. Before you get a new job, you can have victory. Before your circumstances totally turn around, you know where good news comes, you can have the victory. How? Because the Lord supernaturally can say, hush, be still. He has the power to do that. Amen. So listen, let me ask you a question. What was causing the storm? Wasn't it not the wind that came on the waters that was causing that great storm? It was the wind, right? And so what did Jesus do? He rebuked the wind and says, stop it. He says, be quiet. Quit your, quit your forceful advancement. And so Jesus has the power to weaken, change, stop, and end the source of your storm. You look at it in the natural and you say, well, who has the ability to change this? God has the ability. 
Who has the ability to get me through this? God has the ability. Because he's God. He's supernatural. Amen? Come on. He's with us, he says. Remember when Daniel went through the lion's den. What was the source of Daniel's storm? Wasn't it hungry lions? But what did the Lord do? He, he caused the lion's mouth to... He caused them to have lockjaw. And they couldn't open their mouth. They saw Daniel and they're like, oh man, ribeye steak. But they couldn't do nothing about it. The Lord said, you're not going to open your mouth. And the lion's mouths were shut. Amen. And we know that's true because after Daniel got out of that storm, they threw the ones that threw him in there, they threw them in there. But this time they didn't have lockjaw. But you know what? The Lord shut the mouths of the lions. Remember whenever Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got thrown into the fire? What was, the, what was their storm? Wasn't it fire? But yet they got thrown in there, and the guys that threw them in there, they died from the heat. It was so hot. But somehow they got thrown in the fiery furnace, and their clothes didn't burn up. And, and the king looked, and he said, man, who's that fourth person in there? We knew who that fourth person was, right? And they pulled them out of there, and they didn't even smell like smoke. Come on now. Come on, are y'all with me? Listen, you can lose your job and not smell the smoke. Come on, somebody that you love dearly can walk out on you, and you're not going to smell the smoke. Amen. Come on, the Lord can cause you to land on your feet regardless of what you're going through. Why? Because he's the king, he's the master, he's the Lord, he's the sovereign one. He can do whatever he wants. Amen. And that's the God you serve. Amen. Yes. Amen. Jesus has the power to calm your storm. Amen. You know, years ago, whenever I was working in the all field, I, you might have heard me tell this story. I love to tell it. Because, it's, you know, you might think I'm crazy, but you just go right ahead. All right. Just let me be crazy. Okay. Because I'm enjoying being crazy in the Lord. All right. You know, I was, uh, I was working offshore and I had to get, uh, they had a tropical storm that came from like Florida, swept through and ended up in like Texas or Mexico. And I was going like towards Texas, the rig that I needed to go on. And so I was at the dock waiting for the storm, the tropical storm to get out of there. The rig was shut down waiting on me. They couldn't go forward until I got on the rig and did my job, putting my safety valve in. So they wanted me over there yesterday. You know, what I, those of you that work in the all field know what that means, right? So they said, hey, look, this thing's going to Texas. Come on. So they put us on the crew boat. Bad mistake was I went to get a hamburger before. So anyway, they put me in the crew boat. I need to keep going here, right? So I'm in this little crew boat, man. It looks like a little... You know, a little bopper in the in the Gulf, you know, and well, the you know the tropical storm was on the way out, but it wasn't out yet. And so I'm telling you, it's the worst crew boat ride of my life. I mean, I would see the roof of the thing, and then I would see the 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 bench I was on, and then I was coming to see the bench, and I came to see the bench with a thug, boom, and then here we go another way. Whoa, here's the ceiling, there's the bench, boom. Man, I felt like I was in a ring with Mike Tyson or something, you know? And then, of course, my hamburger started talking to me. So I'm in the, I'm in the little, you know, the bathroom of the crew boat, which is like this small, you know? 
and holding on to the throne there, you know. And, uh, and so I'm there and I, I, I come to know the Lord. And, and I, <laughs> yeah, I gave my life to Christ right there. No, not really. But, but I'm saying, Lord, I'm in the storm of my life. And I said, you know, not no major like intercession prayer. I said, Lord, would you calm these waves down? Lord, you have the ability to calm these waves down. And all the time I'm in the bathroom, I could hear the, the skipper talking to the rig. Oh, we're trying to come, but it's bad out here. It's, it's really, really bad. I don't know if I can make it. We might have to turn around. Well, take your time, but we got to have that man out here. You know, and I'm, all this is going on. And then I can remember the skipper all of a sudden after I prayed that little prayer, he said, uh, things have changed over here. It's gotten calm. Uh, we, we, we upped our knots. We, we come in full throttle ahead. We'll be there. And all of a sudden, the whole thing calmed down. And all of a sudden, relief came. Now, I don't know if you believe that. I don't know if you think, well, Todd, you prayer didn't have nothing to do with that. Maybe so, but let me be crazy. And trust God that God has the ability to calm the storm in the greatest storms you ever go through in your life. Come on, stand with me. Come on, how many of you believe that God is able to say, hush, be still. Hush, be still. Listen, some of you in storms right now, if you got storms going on, just raise your hands right now. Just lift your hands right where you are. Come on, I want to speak to your storm today. I want to tell your storm to be quiet, to stop, to hush, to stop. Come on, extend your faith. Put your faith in the Lord right now and say, Lord, I need my storm to be calm. Come on, look to the Lord. Put your faith in Him. Come on, I tell you what you need. When you go through the storms of life, you need to hold on to God's promise. Come on, God's promise says, I'm going to take you to the other side. God's promise said, when you go through the fire, I'm going to be with you. Come on, release your care, your concern, your fear. Hold on to God's promise right now. Come on, right where you are, God is wanting to fill you with His peace. He's wanting to fill you with His presence. He wants to give you peace right in the middle of your storm. Come on, man of God. Come on, woman of God. Grab a hold of God right now and say, Lord, I know I'm going to make it to the other side. I'm going to tell the Lord right now. I'm not going to panic. I'm not going to be filled with fear. Lord, I'm going to hold on. I'm going to hold on right now. Come on, some of you. Come on, you need to tap into God's power. Come on, let the power of God fill you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your anointing. I thank you for your power. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your spirit. Lord, I save right now. In the name of Jesus, I break the oppression of the enemy. I break the spirit of fear. I break the power of evil right now. Lord, I thank you that you break in discouragement. You break in depression. Thank you, Father God, that you're releasing your power and your presence over this place right now. In the name of Jesus, I say now, be still, be still, hush, be still, calm down. In the name of Jesus, I declare that the people of God are going to rest. They're going to rest. They're going to be calm. They're going to be peaceful. They're going to make it through their storm, Lord. You are their shepherd. You're going to take them to the other side. Lord, you're going to help them. You're going to grow them. You're going to mature them. You're going to strengthen them. Thank you, Lord. Your grace is being released over this house right now. In the name of Jesus, I say no, Lord. Don't let them go home the way they came in. Lord, let them leave here in a different state of mind, a different place spiritually. Lord, let them go home a different place, Father God. 
Now come on, just release everything to God right now. Come on, just release it all. Turn it all over to Him. Say, Lord, I trust You. I trust You, Lord. Put my faith in You, Lord. I put my confidence in You, Lord. Thank You, Lord Jesus. Thank You, Lord Jesus. Now listen, some of you, maybe the problem with you is you jumped out of the boat. Maybe you never surrendered your life to Christ. Maybe you've already thrown in the towel. Maybe you threw Jesus out of the boat. Maybe you threw yourself out of the boat. You need to get in the boat, which means you need to give your life to Jesus Christ. You need to give your heart to Him. If you're here today and say, Todd, I've never done that. I've never surrendered to Jesus. I want you to just wave your hand at me right now. Just wave your hand and say, Todd, I want to be in the boat. I don't want to be out of the boat. I want to be, ma'am, I see your hand. Anybody else? Now, listen, some of you, you're tempted to throw Jesus out of the boat. Lift your hands and say, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving in. I'm holding on to my faith. I'm going to hold on to the anchor. And it's going to solidify my soul. Listen, those of you that raise your hand, pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, let's all pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. So my sins could be forgiven. And I could make it through life storms. Lord Jesus, I surrender to you. Give my heart to you. I put my faith in you. I trust you, Lord, to take me through my storms. Father God, forgive me for doubting, for having unbelief. Forgive me, Lord. Today, I choose to trust you, the anchor of my storm. In Jesus' name, I pray. And everybody said amen. 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 Amen.